Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. What is up, beautiful people? Random Nomad, good to see you, buddy. Welcome to the Libertarian Hour on the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, Rav Holly. Thanks for joining me here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Bad sound. Great. Hmm, is it too low, American Nomad? I mean, uh, Random Nomad? What does it sound like? Crackling. How about now? Any better? <clears throat> Let me know if it gets better, Random Nomad. I'm doing some adjustments here. Anyway, hopefully uh, buzzing. That's not good. Hmm. Let me turn my mixer off and turn it back on and see if that helps anything. And my, uh, the audio version of the podcast died. So I just had to start that back up. And I'm not hearing any music. That's so weird. It's always something. Let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead, and I can't hear the music, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn the music down. So hopefully uh, everything's... Okay, I just turned the music down. Did Jimmy turn it down, Random Nomad? Anyway, well, uh, today's show topic is um, the Federal Trade Commission has uh, voted to break up the huge social media conglomerate, Facebook. And uh, being a libertarian, we don't like government stepping in uh, and overstepping their bounds. But the funny thing is, is I just got banned from Facebook for the second time in like a month and a half. I just got banned again today uh, for being a bully. Uh, so this day, last time it was a week, seven day suspension. Today I got a 30 day suspension. So I don't care what the government does to Facebook. As a matter of fact, as far as I'm concerned, the government could completely wipe Facebook off the face of the map, and I wouldn't cry one tear. And the funny thing is, is I used to be a huge uh, advocate for social media. I mean, I was a beta tester for MySpace, a beta tester for Facebook. I was a huge fan of social media. Hey, Embo Life, what is going on? Can everybody hear me okay? Having some technical difficulties getting this show started as usual. Uh, Gunzo G, have you got the vaccine in the U.S.? Uh, I think we've got it, but I don't think it's being administ administered yet on a on a major basis. Just people are uh, have signed up to get their uh, get the you know be the guinea pigs, uh, and evidently a priest in Philadelphia who was doing uh, the Moderna test trials he died. So it's going to be interesting to uh, you know to see. Uh, how this vaccine does. If you remember back in 2009, <clears throat> oh my gosh, you sold the ambulance. Ambo Life sold their ambulance. Wow. Well, I know uh, I just talked to you guys like a week ago and you were texting me saying that they were going to use it in a movie. Did they actually use it in the movie? How did that go? Pfizer in the UK has the vaccine. Yeah, and it's Moderna here in the States. It's Pfizer and Moderna. And the funny thing is, is if you guys remember, all the politicians will have first dibs for sure. 
We are now in Mount Vernon, Washington. Okay. Are you guys going to stay there? Are you guys uh, looking at planting some roots maybe in Washington? It's going to be uh, a new chapter for you guys, Ambo Life. So you guys done with the van life and are looking to uh, maybe homestead or plant some roots somewhere and have uh, sticks and bricks again? Or what are you guys doing, Ambo Life? For you guys that don't know, uh, Ambo Life in the room, they're my uh, van life friends. They uh, converted, a, I don't remember what year, but it was a big uh, ambulance, Ford ambulance, diesel ambulance that they uh, been living in for the last two or three years yeah the movie is about jason Derek brown that they still haven't found he's on one of the fbi's most wanted list i remember that guy he reminds me of the guy that uh what was the guy's name that jumped out of the plane back in the 60s like in 69 he uh hijacked a plane and made them give him i think it was a half a million dollars and then he or two hundred thousand, and then he bailed out the back of the plane Ambo Life says, I am attending a park ranger law enforcement academy. Man, that's my, that was my dream job when I lived in uh, Joshua Tree National, or in Joshua Tree. I wanted to be a park ranger at Joshua Tree National Park, but didn't know how to get into that. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. So if you guys haven't seen, there's a new, um, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or if it's on HBO Max. I think it's on HBO Max, but it might be Netflix. I have both of those. And there's a new D.B. Cooper documentary that's actually really good. It kind of just goes into like speculation on uh, these people that think uh, they know who D.B. Cooper was, might have been a relative or, you know, there's like three or four people that they actually uh, give this scenario of why that person was D.B. Cooper. Uh, Random Nomad says, I know how you are, I know how you are talking about, just can't remember right now. Just they found D.B. Cooper. Uh, Ambolife, going to work for the MPS or Washington State Parks. Very nice, the National Park Service or Washington State Parks. Good for you guys, man. All right, good to hear that. So you guys uh, got burned out on the van life, huh? Decided to uh, settle down and quit traveling for a while. The thing that people don't, uh, you know, I started this podcast or this channel, uh, The Vagabond Days, was my van life channel. And I don't talk much about van life anymore, but the one thing that I've uh, really found out about van life and people that do it for a certain amount of time, it's about a two or three, usually two or three year period. And people will get into it and they don't last more than a couple of years. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of benefits to van life. I mean, you don't have any rent is one of them, but you know, it's not as, uh, it's not as dreamy as uh, the YouTubers make it seem. There's a freaking gnat flying around me here. Uh, but nothing could be done about it. Van life is a grind. Yes, that's uh, what YouTubers don't tell you is van life is a grind. Uh, trying to find places to park, being hassled by people, you know, messing with you. If your vehicle breaks down or if you have any kind of... Uh, if you have any kind of major issues with your vehicle, you lose your house. You basically got to rent a hotel, but, you know, supposedly if you're saving money on rent, then, you know, but one thing that I've learned about van life that they don't tell you, I think the number one thing that I learned about van life is you don't really save any money. It just always seems like something comes up and the money goes just like if you lived in a house. Parking, it gets tricky. Yeah, parking can be tricky. 
Uh, I'm in LA and, uh, you know, I've pretty much learned how to park in LA. Don't, I'm not going to say I haven't had problems. Uh, but you know, I pretty much get by with parking in LA with not very many problems nowadays. Uh, it took me about probably about four months, I think, to kind of perfect that. And over the years I've gotten better at it. I mean, I've been doing this for going on four years. So, uh, pretty simple for me. Uh, but I like having my office here or basically what I really like is having a base camp. I don't mind having a vehicle, uh, and being able to, I don't mind living in a vehicle like where I'm at now. Cause I can park my truck in the, in the parking lot here. And as long as they let me park my truck in the parking lot, life is really grand. Now that could change tomorrow because when I moved into my office here, I was told that they didn't really want me parking my truck in the parking lot. And now I've got two trucks parked in the parking lot. I've got Bertha, my old, uh, uh, B plus camper in the parking lot. And I've got my snap on truck in the parking lot. Uh, but my landlord has been very lenient with me because of the COVID thing. And so, uh, it's made my life so much easier. Having a base camp is very nice. The only thing is when I lived in Joshua tree, uh, at one point I was, uh, dating a girl here in Calabasas and I was out of my house for three months. Literally, I didn't go to my house one time in three months. So it's a little nerve wracking when you don't see your place for that amount of time. Yes, I still have Bertha, unfortunately. I'd love to sell Bertha, but uh, I haven't had any luck. How much did you, uh, if I don't want to be too, uh, I mean, you guys could text me. I don't want to be too uh, personal, but I'm curious, like, because I think you guys were asking like 30,000 or 32, 33,000 for the ambulance. Did you guys get anywhere close to that? Because if you did, you have a nice little chunk, chunk of change to like, uh, you know, put a down payment on a place or, you know, uh, down payment on a tiny home or a piece of land or something like that. got a lower price. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it always happens that way. I have friends of mine that had a really, uh, unique little, uh, Volkswagen, uh, bus and, uh, they wanted a pretty penny for it. And the funny thing is, is I've seen them same buses going for upwards of $30,000 and they barely even got half of that for theirs. So it's just, uh, it always seems like you got to come down in price. And like Bertha, my, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen Bertha. She's an 82. She's one of a kind. She's a custom rig, B plus camper. And uh, I want 10.5 for her. And if I can't get 10.5, then I don't need to sell her. Because the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but my watch costs that. And if, you know, if I can't sell Bertha for as much as my damn watch costs, then, you know, I'll just keep it. Uh, I have, you know, put it on the market and had people hit me up, uh, begging me to sell it for 6,500 and 5,500 and 4,500. And I'm just not going to do it. Uh, it's, it's not worth it. That's not worth the money. That kind of money doesn't impress me. 4,500. I mean, that's like, uh, somebody asking, you know, that's like somebody paying me $45, 4,500, you know, I don't have a lot of money now, but I've had large sums of money. You know, I used to get paid $5,000 a day you know, uh, working for certain, uh, corporate clients. Oh man. Random nomad says the camera froze. Oh yeah, it did. Well, that's weird, but you still have sound. 
we got some low ball offers. Let me see if I can reset the camera here because it's everything's running. It's just look think it's a camera issue. Trying to keep up these uh, live shows, but I tell you, I'm actually I'm at really at my wit's end with it. It's always something. It's so funny. I mean, people just do them all the time, and I watch other people's, and they just literally have no problem doing their live shows. And I like every single time I try to do one. Almost there's always something. Uh, I turned the camera off and turned it on, and that didn't work. What is going on? It's so weird. Well, I guess you guys can still hear me. Everybody still hear me okay? Or I wonder if uh, I lost my internet, because my internet's been going in and out. Didn't show that my internet's off, though. Is it still connected? Yeah, I, always, I got a whole bunch of lowball offers on Bertha. Like, lots and lots of them. To the point, you know, it just kind of ended up being... Uh, it just kind of ended up being a point where I just... Uh, got burnt out on even talking to people about it and like I had uh you know I'd have people begging me to uh, see it and then they'd see it and then now I don't even have a picture so you guys don't have a picture now hmm that's funny because it says my connection is excellent does anybody else have a picture Uh, Freedom Dove, hey Rav, I have to go in to make dinner soon, but I wanted to say hi since I saw you go live. I hear you, but the camera's froze. I do see the picture. Nope, just audio. Okay, well, uh, I got an idea. Let's switch back over to, we'll switch back over to B camera. Let's see, can you guys see me now? Because it switched. Uh, on B camera there. Is B camera froze or is B camera working? Okay, Freedom Dove, thank you so much for stopping in. Do appreciate it. Hey, Heavenly Tarot, my neighbor, Heavenly Star Tarot. Be sure to check out her YouTube channel. I'm having technical difficulties today, Heavenly Tarot. Can see you. It's good on this camera. Okay, great. Well, let's see what's going on with the A camera here. The A camera's working, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Let's try to go back to A camera really quick, see what happens. See if it's still froze or if it's working. Uh, don't be for, don't forget to subscribe and hit that uh, like button. Nope, it's still froze. That is so weird. I guess we'll go back to uh, B camera since B camera's working. Hmm. I don't even know. Uh, I wonder what. Uh, wonder what the deal is there. Uh, 
Random Nomads, you said, I got nothing. Yeah, run it off the cam B camera. Yeah, we'll just run the rest of the show off B camera. Sorry about that. Uh, can't really look at that camera. It's kind of to the side. Freedom Doves is hey, Amble Life missing you guys on YouTube. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, being a. Uh, uh, it's funny because uh, Amble Life was talking about earlier that that it is a grind. Van life is a grind. And what they didn't tell you is I actually talked those guys into starting their YouTube channel kind of, but they didn't tell you that YouTube is a grind as well. It doesn't take a lot to get burnt out on either one of them. Uh, but I do hope you guys are doing well. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh, you guys, Devin, uh, what you're doing. Uh, if you get a job uh, as a park ranger, that's going to be amazing. Uh, Ample Life says, yeah, we're going in a different direction now. Heavenly Star Terror, I'm so glad to see you. Welcome to the show. Uh, for you guys, uh, Heavenly Star Terror, I was talking about like three or four shows ago, my neighbor that uh, helped me get into my office the night I locked myself out. That is my neighbor, Heavenly Star Terror, and she's got a YouTube channel, and she's got like 50, almost 60,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. So go, uh, if you're into like tarot reading, like uh, having your tarot cards read, go check out her channel. Uh, I actually, I'm not, I've never really known too much about tarot, but it's funny because I went and uh, watched a couple of her videos as a Sagittarius, and her, one of her Sagittarius videos was like, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Um, oh, tarot, tarot. Thank you, Freedom Dove. Tarot is pronounced tarot. Tarot reading. I think I've heard that. I just don't know too much about it. Like sparrow. Tarot, sparrow. Thank you, Freedom Dove, for letting me know that. You you kind of know a lot about tarot as well, right, Freedom Dove? Well, since we lost the A camera, guys, I think we're just going to have a half hour show today. So we're 21 minutes in, so about 10 more minutes. Uh, Freedom Dove says a little. I kind of figured that as much you know, as much as you know about herbs and herbs and uh, you know uh, natural things. Heavenly Star Tarot says, thank you, Freedom Dove. Didn't always, didn't want to say anything. Oh, yeah, that I was pronouncing it wrong. Uh, feel free to correct me, uh, Heavenly Dove. Uh, everybody does, and I actually appreciate it. It's uh, I take it as a as a moment to learn. It doesn't, it doesn't bruise my ego. I like somebody to point out when I'm, you know, saying something wrong. Because that way you learn to pronounce it correctly. So it's tarot instead of... Uh, Tarot. I don't know why I was saying tarot like parrot. I guess because it's pronounced, I mean, it's spelt that way, right? So I just uh, pronounced it the way it looks like it's spelled. Freedom Dove says Heavenly Dove. So, uh, but, so Heavenly Star Tarot, she's literally, if I go out my front door, her door is directly to the right of me. It's probably 12, 15 feet away from my front door. And she has her studio that she does her uh, YouTube channel. And it's so funny because uh, I have all of this expensive equipment that you can see, like my A camera is not working. And she just does hers very simply. And she has like, she's a thousand times more successful than I am. So it's not about having the equipment. It's just about having the right niche. Yeah, uh, I actually, um, 
I actually had posted a link at one point. Let's see if I can find. I'll actually post a link in the room to her YouTube channel if anybody wants to check it out. Give me two seconds here. All right, I'm going to post uh, Heavenly Star Tarot's YouTube channel link if you want to check out her channel. I just posted a link in the room. Maybe one of these days I'll talk her into uh, being a guest on the show. I need to get some guests on the show, but every time I get ready to uh, start inviting people in, uh, we go into another lockdown. So crazy. Let me try to, uh, I'm going to unplug my A camera really quick and plug it back in and see if that works it, gets it to work. It may be uh, my HDMI card is maybe what happened. Let's see if it's still locked up. We're switching cameras. I just unplugged the uh, camera and plugged it back in. Let's see if it's still locked up or if that reset it. Nope, still locked up. That is so weird. And like even if I unplug it, it doesn't fix it. You would think it would fix it. Oh, well. Random Nutmet says, yeah, but my channel went blank, so a uh, few videos on there. Detox D, what's going on, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, Random Nomad, you got to get back to making those videos, though. But that's easier said than done. Freedom Dove, you have a huge channel, Heavenly Star Tarot. Nice. Yeah, she has a very, she has a very big channel. She has a, lots of videos, and uh, she's doing very well on YouTube. I wish I was. I wish I had half the subscribers she has. Random Nomad says, "So, have you heard about like the governor and the mayor of San Jose went to a gathering?" Yes, I did hear that. Random Nomad. So anyway, uh, the today's topic is: if you haven't heard, the Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission has voted to actually break up Facebook. But when they say uh, they're going to break up Facebook, what they're actually saying is they're just going to, they're taking, because uh, Facebook had bought WhatsApp. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the WhatsApp, but it's an instant messaging app uh, that a lot of people use like in Europe and overseas because it's a free instant messenger. I actually used it, used to use it a lot when I'd go out of the country. Uh, I would use Watch app, WhatsApp if I was in Europe to communicate with people here in the States because it was free messaging. Um, but um, so that's going to be like what what they're talking about, breaking up, that they're going to make them get rid of WhatsApp or something. That's not really doing too much to them, which is kind of weird. Uh, but uh, if they really would break up Facebook, I would have no problem with it. Uh, as being a libertarian, you know, you think I would because I'm all for not government uh, staying out of our business. But uh, Facebook's gets gotten to a point where it's uh, 
it's it's like we've created a monster. So I don't have any problem with the government breaking up Facebook. As a matter of fact, I kind of, uh, as bad as I hate to say this, I actually kind of, uh, you know, kind of stoked about it. What do you guys think? You guys ready for Facebook to be broken up or what do you think? Kind of wanting to try to unplug my uh, HDMI and plug it back in. See if I can get my camera going. Uh, Freedom Dove says they need something. They need their protections taken away. Yes, I totally agree. They either need to be a publisher or they need to be a uh, utility. That's my, you know, back in the old day, they were a publisher. I mean, uh, they were, yeah, they were a publisher or they just, that means, you know, that they didn't have any say about whatever you posted. You could just post whatever you want to. And now that they're, uh, the funny thing is, is you had a lot of people on the left that were screaming, wanting people censored. And now even the people on the left are getting censored and they don't like it either. So it's, uh, uh, it was a slippery slope and it was a slippery slope that everybody seemed to slipped off of. Detox D says, yeah, no Facebook for me. No. Yeah, you're a lucky guy. I think that's the best of ever. If we all would get off Facebook, I think our lives would improve. Freedom Dove says they're supposed to be a platform. Exactly. They're supposed to be a platform. That's, you know, that's in their name. You have Facebook, a platform, a social media platform. If it's a platform, you're supposed to be able to say and do whatever you want to do on there. Uh, and uh, it used to be that way, but it is not that way today. Uh, it is uh, turned, uh, it's taken a totally different turn. Freedom Dove says, I've never been on Facebook. I knew they were a data mining company from the start. Yeah, I did too, Freedom Dove. But, you know, uh, I'm not too worried about them mining my data. I know when they're sending me advertisements, I totally understand how their algorithm and everything works. Like I said, I was a beta tester way back in 2004 for MySpace, which MySpace didn't do that. You know what I mean? Uh, Random Nomad says, I signed out and haven't logged back in. That's what I'm planning. I think I'm going to plan on do that too. The funny thing is, is my birthday is coming up here really soon. And today's my son's birthday. And luckily, I woke up really early this morning and I uh, made a happy birthday post on his Facebook uh, because uh, within a few hours, I got a message on Facebook that they had banned me for 30 days for being a Facebook bull a bully. Yes, Freedom Dove, go to Parlor instead. Now, I want to, you know, if you remember here a couple of weeks ago or like three weeks ago, I was very uh, raw, raw, raw about Parlor, And I do, I'm excited about Parlor just because of the free, spe free speech aspect of it. But here's my, pro here's my problem with Parlor. Uh, my problem with Parlor is um, the only thing people are talking about on there is politics. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm passionate about politics as well. Uh, seems like a lot of us old people are. But what I don't, uh, what gets old is when people are just talking about politics continuously. Like they never shut up about politics. Like there's nothing else on Parler but politics. They don't talk about anything else on Parler but Trump and the election. You don't see any cute kitty cat pictures. You don't see any, uh, you know, people randomly biting the dust on skateboards or you don't see anything. The only thing that people are talking about on Parlor is the election and Trump. And for me, that gets old. 
I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm all about it too. People talking about it, but, uh, you got to mix in some other stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a photographer and, and, uh, by trade, I'm a photographer and, you know, sometimes I would like to post some pictures on there, but I feel like they're, they'd be completely out of place. Like people would be like, what this guy doing posting pictures on a freaking, uh, you know, a political social media site. Uh, Detox D says, can you message on Parler? Yes, you can, Detox D. I think Parler is going to come, I think Parler is going to come a long way when this election stuff is all, uh, when it clears out a lot. But I, I mean, what, what's going on with Parler and why it's so political right now is for the simple fact is people can't really talk about politics, uh, with a conservative view on the, the leftist media, social media sites like Facebook and, and stuff like that. Uh, Parker is a bunch of Parker or Parler, Ambo Life. Parler or Parker? You said Parker. Maybe you got, uh, probably you got spell checked. Ambo says, I love Facebook for all the travel boondocking and van groups. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have any of that on Parler. I want to see that though. You know what I mean? I don't want to see just, uh, you know, just politics. I mean, but people are so passionate about the election right now. And did everybody hear, uh, I'm sure everybody heard that Texas and I think like I'm hearing like 10 other states actually filed suit against several of the state's election results. So that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. And inauguration, I mean, December 14th, which is my birthday, uh, the the electoral college has got to be, the electrical college has actually got to be, uh, what do you call it? It's got to be, uh, uh, they've got to verify it on the 14th. If they don't verify it on the 14th, where does it go? Uh, Freedom Dust is Texas plus seven other states so far. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes. I'd actually, uh, my neighbor, uh, Heavenly Taro, uh, I had actually invited her on this show. Uh, so maybe one day she'll come on and uh, be a guest. But like I said, every time I try to, uh, every single time I start looking at lining up guests on the show, the whole COVID thing spikes again. I guess what I may have to do is just do one with uh, like Zoom or something like that. My problem is, is I have so much problem with uh you know, just, just what I've got, I can't imagine adding Zoom to the mix uh, with all the technical difficulties I have. Uh, Freedom Doe, let's see. Freedom Doe says it goes to the Supreme Court. Yeah, it goes to the, to the Supreme Court after that. Uh, Ember Life says, I believe DT is a lunatic and complete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people do Ember Life, but the funny thing is, is nobody thought that until he decided to become president. I always say that if DT had not changed from a Democrat to a Republican, if DT was wearing a blue Make America Great Again hat, you guys would be all for it. You'd be all for DT. Uh, my whole thing is, is I look at it exactly like this. DT may say some things that hurt your feelings on, on Twitter. Uh, but it's been four years of no no uh, civilians being murdered across the world, you know, across the world with bombs being dropped in their heads out of drones. Uh, I I may I have to make a clarification for uh, a mistake I made in a previous podcast when I was talking about the drone bombings uh, in Syria. 
I had said that it was 22,000 bombs a day. I, I repeated that like four times, so I, and nobody called me out on it. It was not 22,000 bombs a day. Obama's last year in office, there was a like a Gawker article or uh, one of the UK rags. I can't remember which one it is, but they actually put out a they put out a um, article that said what a bloody into the Obama reign because the last year Obama was in office, uh, the United States dropped 22,000 bombs that year uh, on Syria and other and other places with drones, killed thousands and thousands of civilians, caused the international refugee crisis all over the world. People were fleeing Syria into the UK, trying to get into America, trying to get into. Uh, France, uh, all over Europe, there were people just spreading out, running for their lives from Syria because we were bombing them into oblivion. And now, when as soon as Trump got into office, you can go back and you can Google. Google uh, Syrian refugee crisis stops four years ago. Who became president four years ago? Uh, Freedom Doves, he loves our country. The globalists don't. Exactly, Freedom Dove. Even before his presidency, he was a fraud. Freedom Dove, he's better than Democrats. His life is going to get very complicated after January 20th. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think he's going to have too many problems. He's like every other politician. They leave him alone. If anybody was going to have any problems, Hillary Clinton would have the problems. Her husband was literally witnessed with underage girls on Epstein Island in a pool with two topless girls that were under the age of 17. Uh, so Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, if anybody was going to have any problems after office, it should be Slick Willie, not Trump. As a matter of fact, Trump banned uh, Jeffrey Epstein from Mar-a-Lago after uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, made advances at one of uh, Trump's employees. It was a massage therapist. And that was in uh, an article on C uh, MSNBC, which isn't Fox News. Uh, Freedom Dove, why would it get complicated to stay in office? Uh, Freedom Dove says, that's the thing. He's not a career politician. We don't need more of them. Exactly. I hate career politicians. That's what old Biden is. Biden's talking about, old Biden's talking about, uh, you know, government has failed you. Biden's been in government for almost 50 years, 49 years. This guy's talking about government has failed you. He is government. He is the status quo. Didn't get any more status quo than that. Uh, New York is currently waiting to bring down indictments for tax evasion fraud. Yeah, that won't go anywhere, Embo Life. Don't hold your breath. I listened to you guys talk about Russian collusion for four years or for three years, and then came to find out it was all a hoax. was no Russian collusion. It was all made up. They talked about all that proof that they had about Russian collusion. Not one person got indicted on Russian collusion. But if you look at uh, Biden, he's got plenty of Ukraine collusion and China collusion going on. As a matter of fact, I hear the FBI is investigating uh, Hunter Biden on tax evasion charges. Creepy Sleepy Joe is a joke. He's done nothing good for 47 years. Exactly. And don't and never forget that it was the Democrats that named Biden Creepy Joe. Listen to NPR. Yeah, I don't listen to any of the left wing stuff that much. 
Uh, it's just uh, left-wing talking points at this at this stage. It's just biased left-wing talking points. Heavenly Star, got to go, Rav. Thanks for the shout-out. You're very welcome, Heavenly Star. Sorry we got uh, talking too much about politics. Thanks so much for stopping in, Heavenly Star tar Tarot. Have a great day, great evening. And you guys be able be sure to check out her channel. I'll post the link again if you're into tarot or want to get a reading. What's going to be interesting is going to be if uh, you're very welcome, Heavenly Star Tarot. Thanks so much for stopping in and checking out the show. I really appreciate it. Sorry we have te technical difficulties. I get uh, my neighbor to come in, and sure enough, the A camera is not working. Uh, Amber Lai says, you're going to get the COVID vaccine, Rav. Hell no. Did you hear about the Philadelphia priest that got the Moderna vaccine and died? Uh, for those that you don't remember, uh, in 2009, when they did the H1N1 vaccine, when they rushed that one through under the Obama administration, a lot of people died. Kids died. Kids in Africa they were testing it on died. Uh, and then they got it all ready to go, and they started administering it to Americans, and it didn't work. There's still no real H1N1 vaccine. Go read about that. You can use Google for that. Go uh, Google the 2009 uh, H1N1 vaccine. Check that out. Uh, yeah, I already had COVID, so I don't really need, uh, I don't think I need a vaccine. I'll just trust my antibodies to hold out as long as they can. You know, and the funny thing is, is they can't tell you that, uh, you know, how long they'll last. They could last forever. They don't know. Uh, Freedom Dove says, I don't like how the administration is pushing this warp speed crap. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but Trump did too. You know, you got You can't say that, uh, you know, Trump, you know, really pushed quickly to try to get this vaccine going. Because that's, uh, you know, that's what they say. It's the only way we're going to get back to actual, you know, regular life is, uh, you know, if they get a vaccine. The thing, the thing that's scary, the thing that's scary to me about it is, they're basically going to try to force you to take the vaccine. That was like our last show is what I talked about. They're going to try to force you to take it. If you don't take the vaccine, you're not going to be to go. You're not going to be able to go to Walmart and go shopping. You won't be able to go in. You won't be able to go into the mall. Uh, if they open up concerts, if they open up movies, the big one is going to be flying. Uh, you will probably won't be able to fly unless you have a card that shows you've been vaccinating, vaccinated. Random Nomad says, I think it might have to do with the whole ID 2020 agenda. Yes, uh, possibly, you know, it's a, that's a, you know, that is a conspiracy theory, but this whole new ID thing is a, you know, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, like if you go to the airport now, cause I just flew out, you guys know, I flew out to Texas, uh, like, uh, in October a couple months ago and, uh, they have all these things up in every airport that I was in. I was in here in <coughs> Southern California. I was in Vegas and I was in West Texas, every airport. I was in Lubbock and Midland, Odessa, uh, two different airports in West Texas. And every single airport has these, um, memoranda or these, these, uh, I don't know, these bulletins, uh, 
posted everywhere about make sure by, I don't know, I think it said like November 2021 or something, October 2021 or something like that. You have to have a new ID or you're not going to be permitted to fly. To fly. Uh, Random Nomad says, I have a passport, so I'm good. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, is my passport got stolen. They broke into my uh, office in Long Beach. They stole my passport, so I need to get it replaced. Bob. Welcome, Bob. Uh, I would say that the COVID-19 vaccine is probably totally harmless, but that's not the point. The point is that we are setting up a system that, if exploited by the wrong people, will have doomsday consequences. Totally agree with that, Bob. Once they have access to put anything they want in your body, they will develop a microchip that controls you. Yeah, they've been, I mean, you know, they've. <laughs> the funny thing is, is crazy Alex Jones has been talking about that since the 90s, that they're going to, you know, they're going to chip us. Uh, William Cooper was talking about that. Uh, Bill Cooper was talking about that as well. Amble Life says, you need a yellow fever typhoid vaccine to enter certain countries. Yeah, but I don't have to go to those countries unless I want to. So that's completely, that's totally, uh, that's totally voluntary. If I want to go to those countries, I can get the vaccine. And if I don't want to go, I don't need, I don't need to get the vaccine. But those vaccines have also been around for a long time. So I would think they're probably a little bit more safer than a vaccine that they just rushed to throw together in a year, less than a year. Uh, Elon Musk says that we are very close to computer-human interfaces. Yeah, I've watched that. I watched that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, did you guys see that SpaceX did a uh, test flight today of one of their rockets? And uh, it took off, and then they tried to land it, and unfortunately it didn't make the land. It didn't stick the landing. It actually uh, completely exploded on landing and disintegrated like a bomb. But it came so close to being able to land. It's going to be something complete. It's going to be something amazing when they when they actually land are able to land that thing on a on a regular basis uh, when they get it to that point. If they get it to that point, hopefully they will. Bob says actually the coronavirus is not likely to have microchip in it. Whatever BS vaccine comes next, though, that one's going to have the chip. the The funny thing is, is there's gonna they're going it's going to be a rude awakening for the I mean the government knows this it's not a surprise to them but there's going to be millions of people that refuse their vaccine even no matter what they do no matter what they try to force uh people are just going to just not do it you know what I mean I mean the thing about it is is if you have a family of 5 or 6 in a household and they tell you you can't shop at Walmart one person in that household's probably going to be like I don't care about getting vaccinated I'll get vaccinated so that person's going to be the one that gets to go shopping and do all the shopping cuz the other ones aren't going to be vaccinated so they won't go shop Uh yeah Freedom Dove says yeah we know they've already planned this If you ever I saw uh it was funny cuz I saw a Twitter user earlier and his uh his Twitter handle was uh, COVID-1984. So if you know the novel 1984, it was really, uh, I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant freaking uh, screen name for your Twitter handle, COVID-1984. Freedom Dove says, I haven't seen very many people so far that want this vaccine. Oh, I've seen plenty. Uh, if you get, the thing about it is, is, you know, I try to, I try to, I try to keep an open mind 
for because I have so many friends like Ambo Life that you know they lean left. Uh, my friend that was in here, Heavenly Terra, you know she was a Biden voter, so I you know I I have friends that are you know that lean left, so I try to you know gather in some of that information because I don't want to live just in an echo chamber. Uh, so I do you know I listen to uh, I listen to try to listen to a little bit of everything. Uh, Ample Life says, if, is the microchip coming before or after the return of Jesus Christ? <laughs> uh, probably before, I would say. Uh, Freedom Dove says, I'll let them go ahead instead of me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the other thing was, let me see here. I'm, I'm, I told you guys I'm, I'm, Banned on Facebook. I can't post or anything, but I can still see things on Facebook. I just can't post anything. So anyway, there was another article that my friend Mike Fortin, who is a drone operator in the movie industry, that's where I worked with him. Uh, oh yeah, so here it is. So the Daily Mail has uh, put out an article that four uh, four volunteers who got the Fivers vaccine have developed Bell's palsy. So that's going to be interesting. The, you know, the thing about it is, is this vaccine, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, what the after effects are going to be. Uh, you know, it's going to be very, uh, you know, it'd be very interesting to see where this goes. Uh, RVing with G, what is going RVing with G? Uh, Freedom Dust says, I see your wrench. Uh, Facebook need to burn. Yes. We need to burn it. I agree with you, RV, uh, RVing with G. I totally agree with you. And so everybody give, uh, everybody give Freedom Dove a big round of applause because I just made her a moderator. Don't know if you wanted that responsibility, Freedom Dove, but you've been around for so long. Um, what's going on? What's going on, RVing with G? Good to see you, buddy. So let's take a turn. Uh, that thing is an, it's enough politics for me. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap this up here in about 10 minutes. So I just wanted to say that I have been looking at a new, that there's an RV out there that I absolutely love. I'm not really a, uh, I'm not really an RV guy after having Bertha. Uh, you know, I mean, I like the comforts of an RV, but I've looked at the RV like, like Ambo Life, their ambulance that they built out themselves. I just like the aesthetics uh, better of a rig that people build themselves. I think if somebody takes like, if you look at Chris Travels that took his, uh, he, he took a school bus and has built it out. And uh, what is the, uh, his uh, other friend, Transcendence. Uh, if you look at Transcendence, uh, God, what is his name? Wes from Transcendence, the bus that he built and he helped Chris build his bus. If you look at those two schoolies, they're amazing. They look like houses. They don't look like a cookie cutter RV. And I love those RVs. But I will say, uh, Amber Life says, dude, RVs are built like shit. Yeah, okay, so that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm not, hey, Dan saw what is going on, brother. Good to see you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're getting a lot of new people in here. I appreciate it, but we're on B camera today because my A camera froze up. So we've got kind of a weird view over here, guys. I apologize. But I'm glad I have two cameras because can you imagine if I didn't have two cameras running, there would be no, uh, sh there would be no video. 
it'd be frozen. Uh, but anyway, so there is an RV out there that I have found that I absolutely do love. And uh, I've been looking at them for quite some time, and they've just grown on me and grown on me and grown on me more and more and more. And I'm going to get let you guys in on the RV that I love, but they're so hard to find. But there's about three or four of them in the country right now that are for sale. One of them $60,000, and the other ones that are you know even close to my price range aren't in that great a shape. And unfortunately, it costs a fortune to, to get them up in, in where they should be. Uh, they're very They're a very nice a-class rv and they're called a wonder lodge uh, a bluebird wonder lodge i don't know if you've guys ever seen you could google it i need to figure out how i can freaking uh put uh pictures and stuff up so you guys can look i know uh, uh tim pole does it so i got to be able to figure that out uh no apostrophe on ambulances stupid typos oh it's all good uh, uh freedom dove we get it uh, link us American Nomad. It's a Wonder Lodge Express. Let me, uh, I can probably Google really quick some uh, photos. Uh, so let's see here. And the ones, you know, they even make them like up into the 90s now, but I'm not too. I don't really care for those. The ones that I like are like the 85 to 89 model. Uh, and there's a, like a 32, 35 foot. And those are, that's the one that I, those are the ones I really like. They have them, you know, like they're 40 foot with a dual axle in the back. And for me, I don't want those extra tires, even though that's a rear pusher and it's going to be a lot quieter. The 35 foot, they're a front end. The, the Cummings or the, the cat engine is in the front, which is like my snap on truck. So it's going to be a lot noisier, but just for people that don't know, those freaking tires are like a thousand dollars a piece when you get into the truck tires. So I'm put I'm putting a big link in here. I don't know in the to the room. I don't know. Oh no, it it's too many too many characters. I tried to. Uh, yes, random nomad. It's on a bluebird chassis. Hey, C Gillian, what's up? So that didn't work. It's too many uh, too many characters. But you can just uh, you can Google Wonder Large. Uh, Bluebird Wonder Large. It's not a Provost. It's on a Bluebird chassis. Uh, Provost is a Provost chassis. But basically, Bluebird used to be the Provost. Now, Provost is like the nicest motorhome. You know, that's what all the, you know, the $100,000 motorhomes, they're all Provost. But Bluebird was the original. But all the school buses are pretty much Bluebirds. I wish I could pull it up. But basically, it's a, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, let's see if I can do this. I'm trying to, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I got it. So this is actually one that I absolutely love. I actually have this. It's so funny. I just Google this and pull it up. Uh, and I actually have this actual RV that's on Pinterest I actually have it saved on my phone so I just posted a link in the room guys so you guys can see the exact RV I'm talking about 
And this one is about an 80, probably an 87 or 89. But it's basically an RV that's built on a Bluebird school bus chassis. But it's an it's a real RV. It's not a you know it's not a bus, but it is a bus. If that makes sense. Because what I've figured out, what buying the Snap-on truck has taught me is I don't want to build it out myself. Like I have so much respect for people like uh, uh, Freedom Dove. I mean, a Freedom that. <laughs> Ambo Life that built out their own ambulance because it's so much work. It is a lot of work to build them out. But the thing about building them out yourself is you can arrange them the way that you want them. And the way I want to arrange my rig is I want it to have, I want to build a studio. I want this studio, the stuff that I have right here, I want to be able to put it into a little room compartment uh, and sound uh, proof it where I can do my show from the road uh, on, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, RVing so true, Freedom Dove. What did I missed it. What did you say, Freedom Dove? Oh, it's too big for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, you know, that's a whole thing is, the funny thing is, is yeah, so uh, that one's 35 feet, I think, maybe 30, 35 feet. So they have a lot longer one. You can get them up to like 42 or 44 feet, I think. Um, and those, those are the, those are too long for me. I want one, I don't want one that's over like 30 feet. And the funny thing is, is because my Snap-on truck is four, 24 feet. My RV, Bertha, is 24 feet. And, uh, that was as used to, used to that, well, I would say that was as big as I would want. Like my snap on truck, I can actually still park it in a city parking place, which a bus like that, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. 24 feet is the maximum you can get into like uh, in between two meters. Like I can park my snap on truck at a parking meter and still be good. Uh, but the thing about it is, is when you start living in these rigs, you want the space. It's so weird because I always thought like the smaller, the better. I used to tell people when I first started doing uh, the whole van life thing, the smaller, the better, you know, just, just as small as you can get that you can handle the better off you are. Like Ambo life, for instance, had their ambulance, uh, which was on a, a 450 Ford chassis, but an ambulance is still a very small space. Like it's probably like half the size of Bertha. Uh, even though it's probably 15, 16 foot long, the rig, it's almost as long as Bertha, but the living area is like half the space of Bertha. And uh, what you realize is once you are in those rigs on a, on a lot time basis, you, you long for the space. Uh, or I do anyway. I never thought I would like like a bus, you know, and then, but Chris Penn with, uh, when he, when he bought that schoolie and I watched him build that thing out, I was like, you know, that's a forever home. It, does that make sense? That's what I look at. Like, uh, my snap on truck and, you know, my other RV, like those are like, you know, two or three year rigs. Like you bit, you're in those for a couple of years and then you've outgrown them and you're ready for something else. I think if you get like something like that bluebird, uh, the wonder lodge, I think if you can get something like that, you could actually look at that being a forever home. That's what I thought with my snap on truck, but it, I would have to get it built out for me to, but it's just too short. It's 22, it's 24 foot and it's just too short. Like I've got my Harley in the back of it now and I can't even turn around in there, but I want a rig that if I want to put my Harley in the back of it, I still have plenty of room. Does that make sense? Uh, Freedom Dove says my 
so sub overland is plenty big enough for me to drive around. I don't even want to tow anything. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Oh, uh, RVing with G, did you, I must have missed him leaving. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I have to go. Night school was fun. Take care. Random Nomad says, I feel you on the space. Night RV, uh, RVing with G. Be sure to check. You got it. Or, uh, you got your YouTube channel, right? Everybody be sure to stop in and check out his YouTube channel. RVing with G. But yeah, uh, so I've, I've just gotten where I just, I really do want the space. So the other thing I'm looking at is my mother uh, actually left some land in Texas. It's like an acre and a half or two acres in Lubbock, which is where I grew up, which is not where I want to be. Uh, but I'm thinking about like, because uh, basically what happened was when she passed away in 2014, she had like a whole like homestead. She had a trailer house and uh, it's, you know, she had paid like four or $5,000 for a professional septic and, you know, everything's there on this land. Uh, but my sister, we all, my sister, we all there was my mother died and we all decided, or my sister was really pushing us just to give everything to our younger brother who we actually don't even really know. Cause he was so young when my mother had him. I've never even spent any time with him. I've never even been around him more than a few hours. So I don't even really know him, but he's a completely, he's a complete F up if that makes sense. Uh, but he was the closest to my mom the last years of her life because he was so young and she was still taking care of him. Uh, so we basically, you know, my sister said like, why don't we just give this to Jordan? Cause I don't want it. You know, let's just give it to Jordan. And I told my sister, no, Jordan won't take care of it. What we should do right now is go down, get all the paperwork and we should just sell it and split the money, uh, split it up evenly between us, between the siblings, which is my, myself, my other brother, Wes, and then our younger brother, Jordan, who I'm talking about, and then my sister, Terry. So it'd be four of us. Uh, we should just, uh, you know, my mother paid like ten or $15,000 for this land back in the 90s when it was basically out in the middle of a field. And now uh, the land is worth way more than that because it's in the best school district in the entire city of Lubbock. And it's in Wolferth, which is Friendship School District, which is the best school district. So the property has went up in value, even though where it's at is not the most nicest area uh, with a bunch of trailer houses. But I, uh, I, I let my sister like talk me into that. So we ended up giving the giving everything to my brother, her cars, uh, her, her cars. My sister took one car, but we gave everything to my brother our youngest brother and then we walked away from it well now the state of texas is after all of us for the back uh property tax because there's no ink state income tax in texas so they're very very uh i mean they are on a mission if you don't pay your property taxes so they're after all of us now uh sending uh you know certified letters and everything saying all of us owe money uh so what I'm thinking about doing, because the property taxes, it's only been since 2014. So it's up around like five grand is what the state is owed. So what I'm actually looking at is I may sell Bertha and go ahead and just pay the back income taxes and just take that piece of land and then buy like a little tiny house and put on it. 
uh, put a tiny house on it. The septic and everything is there. So all you got to do is set a tiny house on it and it's ready to go. So the land, I mean, it's fenced everything. It's just my mother's trailer that she had there, her mobile home. They burned it down the last time I was, uh, my sister sent up somebody out there to look. So they burned her mobile home down. So everything's basically cleared off now. So all I have to do is take a tiny home in there, put a foundation or some cement blocks and set it. Uh, plumb it into the septic tank and then I could rent it out uh, on a monthly basis and have a little monthly income coming in and then I could get my wander lodge and tour around the country which is what I want to do and then it and then also what I would do is put in a concrete pad with RV hookups away from the tiny home like back because it's a decent sized piece of property my mother my mother actually had like five different mobile homes she had like a little mini rv park on her little piece of land if that makes sense uh so if you had a travel trailer or a little trailer she would let you come in there and rent a spot from her so what i may do is like up at the front is put the tiny home with a little front yard and then way back at the back i may build like a uh, like an awning type thing like a pole barn just a roof uh with a you know, with a concrete pad where you could pull an RV in there with RV hookups. So if I get tired of traveling around or if there's something that needs to be done, you know, maintenance wise on the tiny home, I could drive over there and park and hook up my RV and be set and then still have a place I could charge a monthly a monthly rent and have a monthly uh, income coming in, if that makes sense. So those are things I'm looking at. So, Bob, they could say you owe money all day. If the property was never in your name, you don't owe them. I totally agree, Bob. Yeah, I've already told them that. I'm like, good luck. It was never in my name, you know, but they go after anybody that's the next of kin. So, um, it's funny because I got a... Uh, a constable that called my, I don't even know how she got my number, but she called me from Texas, you know, and I'm in California. She called me from Texas. She's like, Hey, this is constable. So-and-so with, uh, with, uh, uh, Lubbock County. And I just need to meet up with you. Cause I got some paperwork for you. And I'm like, you guys don't have Google. I mean, you can't figure out. I haven't been in Texas in 15 years. Uh, freedom does says I'm in the same situation. They can't ding me for my mom's old debt. Exactly. Uh, but my whole thing is, is I don't want to, because at some point the state will just take the property and they'll file liens against it and keep it. Uh, and that's basically what I told my sister to tell them to do, but they're still after me to pay for it. So my thing is, is I'm thinking, you know, it's a, it's a $35,000 piece of property, thirty-five, dollars $40,000 piece of land. Do I want to just let it go for five grand for back taxes? Or do I want to step in and pay the five grand and have a $40,000 piece of property? And at first I didn't, cause I don't want to live in Lubbock as my whole thing or at, or I should say when this whole thing started, I didn't have any inclination of leaving LA and wanting to live in Lubbock, but now I'm looking at getting the hell out of LA. So I look now, it might not be a bad idea to have like a little, uh, you know, a little investment property and, uh, have an RV hookup where, you know, if I can get me a wonder lodge or get me a, uh, uh, my mom left only debt. Yeah, same with me, uh, Freedom Dove. And my mother and I were very estranged. I hadn't talked to her in probably five or six years when I got the calls that she had passed away. We never had a very good relationship. I think a lot of people are like that, though, right? I'm not going to cry cry over that, but uh, yeah. 
my mother was the type that she never did anything for anybody that she didn't see anything that if there wasn't something in it for her. Does that make sense? Like back in the, I'll give you a really quick story. We're already over an hour, but this was my mother, the kind of things my mother would do. So, uh, April's sister lived in Lubbock for a few years. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Tell April I said, hi, Devin. Uh, really happy for you guys that you got the, you sold the ambulance and I got your text and, and still that's a nice little chunk of change to have in your pocket for what you got for the ambulance. I know you guys didn't get exactly what you're asking for it, but if I could get that for Bertha, I'd be ecstatic. Uh, Freedom Dove says my family is all discombobulated. I think everybody's family back in, I think in our generation, Generation X and the baby boomers, our, our parents were so effed up. Uh, but anyway, my mother, uh, back in the 90s, I had a really good job, doing very well for myself, uh, living in Dallas. I was married, had two kids. Uh, again, it was my, it, today is my son's, youngest son's birthday. Uh, and um, my mother calls me out of the blue, just calls me out of the blue. And she says, hey, I have this little truck, uh, this little Dodge truck. It's really a good truck. And I just want you to have it. I said, what? I was driving a brand new. This was, she called me and this is probably in 96, 96, 1996. And I was driving a brand new GMC, black GMC Yukon. It was brand new. It was a 97 model. I bought it with 23,000 miles on it. Uh, it was used, but it only had 23,000 miles on it when I bought it. I bought it from the, the dealership and, uh, she goes, uh, yeah, I have this little truck and, uh, you know, I, I just don't have any, I don't have it, you know, I have an, I bought a new truck, so I don't need it. And it's such a good little truck and I've never really given you anything. So I just want to give you that truck. I just want to give it to you. I was like, well, I don't want it. I don't need it. I said, I have a brand new freaking, uh, SUV. I said, it's brand new. I said, I don't need your little truck, but I said, I appreciate it. Thanks. And she just kept on, no, 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 you know, you just need to have it. You need to have something from me. I want you to have it. And I was like, no, mother, I don't need your truck. Keep it. And then uh, she goes, no, 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 I'm going to give it. She just wouldn't stop. So then it clicked in my head because I had an SUV and I would go to Home Depot and Lowe's and I would have to load this lumber and stuff into this very expensive. My payments were $620 and this was in 97. Uh so a month. So I was like, you know, it probably wouldn't be bad to have like a little, just a little truck, a little beater truck that I could run back and forth to Home Depot with and I could load with lumber or whatever I needed to load. So I, I came around, I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I said, I actually, I actually could use the truck and I had a huge driveway. We had a garage, a huge driveway. So it wasn't that I didn't have room for, it. we had plenty of room for it. But my mother lived in Lubbock and we lived in Dallas. So it's about 350 miles away. But so I decided like, I'll go get this truck. So I went to Lubbock with my son and my oldest son. And we picked up this truck and drove it back to, we flew to Lubbock and then drove it back to Dallas. And it was like, yeah, I don't know if you remember those little Dodge fifties, little tiny, little, just a little tiny four cylinder. It's, it was a Mitsubishi, but it was actually said Dodge on it. Uh, but it was like a Ford Courier. Ford had one that was called the Courier. It was like a little Datsun or a little Nissan truck. Single cab with, you know, two bucket seats and a four-speed transmit. Nothing fancy. Like they were selling for like 800 bucks. You could buy one, you know, on Auto Trader for like $800. And this one was in terrible shape because my mother never did any kind of like repairs. You know, she would 
fix things with bailing wire and bubble gum so she wouldn't have to actually put it in the shop or something. So it was a piece of crap, but it made it to die. It ran good. It, it you know, it, it had a good engine in it. It just was beat up and it looked horrible and it was just a piece of crap. Uh, but I thought, well, this will be a good little truck just to run back and forth to Home Depot and stuff. The Ram 50, yes, Random Nomad. You know what I'm talking about. Freedom Dove says, I have to go cook dinner for my son now. Have a good night. Okay, Freedom Dove, thanks for stopping in. Oh, you're four hours from Lubbock, see? That's awesome. Where are you at, see? Where are you at? You in uh, uh, Abilene, or where are you at if you're four hours from uh a couple different four-cylinder options, yeah. But this one, it was a really good little truck. It had a really good engine in it. It just, uh, you know, like I said, it was just the, the body was all beat up. It had the original paint. It was white. Uh, it had these this crappy bench. <clears throat> Actually, it had a bench seat in it. I think it, I said it had bucket seats, but I think it had a bench tan leather or, you know, pleather seat in it. I mean, it was just, it was a crappy little truck. Uh, but anyway, we got it, and... With myself, like I said, I was doing pretty well uh, financially, so I would drive it from time to time because I could put $10 gas in that thing and drive it all over everywhere because it got great fuel mileage. So I started using it a lot to drive it to Home Depot and, you know, I was working on our yard. So I was always, uh, every weekend I was going and getting like landscaping bricks and, you know, uh, landscaping two by fours and cross ties and stuff to plant these planters I was working on. So I was using this truck a lot. Well, I was embarrassed because I had a brand new, you know, $35,000 Yukon in the driveway and here I am driving around in this piece of crap little dodge 50 so it might at that time i was young so my ego was inflated so from dr getting out of that 620 a month payment black yukon with tan leather interior into this little 50 i was like you know this thing's such a piece of crap you know it looked like a it looked like a landscaper's truck so what did i do i started fixing it up and i started putting money into it and uh getting it where it was nice and i was gonna paint it uh, but I, what I ended up doing was I ended up like, uh, detailing the truck and the paint came back. Uh, you know, I found that new polish or whatever they had on TV and I ended up buffing it with a buffer and actually got the paint to come back. Uh, so it kind of had a, uh, the patiki or what patiki or whatever, you know what I mean? But once it was, sh once it was shined, it was nice. And then I got the regular, I ended up getting on eBay cause this was back in the day when eBay was first starting. So I was able to get the hubcaps for it. So, uh, and I put new tires on it cause my mother had put like tires that were too small for it. They were like donuts for spare tires, uh, cause she couldn't afford the real tires. So I went and bought the real tires for it. I ended up putting a changing the mechanical fuel pump over to electronic fuel pump uh, and running all the fuel line for that and did just all of this stuff to fix it up. Replaced the busted windshield that had a cracked windshield and actually spent about, yeah, new finish random nomad, patina. Thank you, Amber Life. So I spent about three or $4,000 on this truck that even setting perfectly at that time you still couldn't get more than 15 15 to 2200 dollars for one of these trucks in pristine condition but i ended up spending about three grand on this truck and i mean i made it nice it was very nice put a little diamond plated toolbox on it uh put a bed liner in it uh did everything and actually fix it up to make it a very nice beautiful little truck 
And uh, my mother, and after I had it for probably three and a half years, four years, and uh, fixed it up, put all the money into it, uh, all of a sudden, one night, one evening, uh, I get a call uh, on the phone, and it's my mother, and she's gotten married again. She had gotten married like five or six times. I don't know how many times she was married. And she married this guy that, he, you know, just a freaking alcoholic. But anyway, she calls me, and she goes, hey... I just wanted to call and talk to you, and uh, you know, hey, I was wondering, uh, you, do you still have the little truck? Because that's what she she did when she gave me the truck. She goes, I'm going to give you the truck, but you have to promise me that you don't sell it, that if you ever want, you know, if you don't want it, you give it back to me, but you don't sell it, but you can have it for, and it's yours, just please don't sell it, don't let me give it to you, and then you just sell it. So I was like, yeah, I won't sell it, I, I can, I can, I agree to that, Uh but anyway, she goes, do you, she goes, I just wanted to call about the little truck. I'm like, oh, yeah, what about it? She goes, well, you know, I got married and my husband, Deppie, he doesn't have he doesn't have any uh, transportation. So I told him that I'd call you and get the truck back from I'd get that truck back from you so he could have some transportation. <laughs> I said, what? She goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was just wondering if you could bring it over here. I said, wait a minute. So the truck that you gave me, you've now given it to your new husband when you gave it to me. So it's not yours to give. She goes, yeah, yeah. You know, I know you've got a good job and you've got a new truck. And like you said, you don't need it. So, uh, yeah, just let me know when you can drop it off. I said, you know what? I'll drop it off tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so that next morning, uh, my son and I went to uh, U-Haul, and I rented a flatbed uh, car hauler uh, trailer, uh, drove that truck up on the trailer, hauled it to uh, Lubbock, backed up into her yard, and rolled it off into her house. Like, I didn't even hit the emergency brake or anything. I got up there, we unhooked it, took the tire straps off, and my son and I got up there to the front of it, and I pushed it off, and it rammed and and put a big hole in her house and the truck. And me and my son got back in our truck. She run out to try to talk to us. I was like, peace, bitch. We got back in my truck and was gone. Didn't say two words to her. And uh, when she died, I was like, eh, good riddance. Anyway, so yeah, that was my, uh, that was my uh, relationship with my mother. Anyway, we are way past uh, an hour now, so I'm going to uh, get off of here. And uh, in this podcast, this one camera, B camera podcast, lucky that we did have uh, that B camera. But anyway, guys, uh, hopefully I will see you back here Monday. I actually had a photo shoot on Monday. Uh, so that's why I didn't have a show Monday and I, my internet was screwing up. But anyway, uh, hope to be back here Friday. So hopefully we'll see some of you back here Friday, but that's going to do it for this episode of the American Nomad podcast and the Libertarian Hour. Peace guys, positive vibes. And, uh, Hey, Christmas is right around the corner.